we're back with another episode. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. We are here to entertain you. That's what we give a disclaimer at the beginning of our podcast. Boom, baby. We're here to educate and inform with entertainment. Yeah. That is it. All right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Face Off of Fleming and Fowler. We are back at it again, coming back at you with the new jams. Mm-hmm. Jamming on the one, as Theo Huxtable would say. Strawberry jamming. I yeah. cannot. <laughs> How was your week this past week? Yo, it's been a week. Really, do tell. It's do tell. just like one thing after another. I feel like every time I come on the show, I'm like, it's been a week. It's one, but this has truly just been like the hits keep on coming. I agree. Mercury is in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Started two days ago, and it will be in retrograde until like September 15th or something. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's so not a good thing. unfortunately, I feel like this is just the beginning. Yeah. But I would love to come back next week and say that nothing has happened to me. I would have to agree. It's just a bunch. Of, it's like as soon as you think, okay, that problem happened, we're done. It's like boom, but a boom, but a boom, but a boom. I don't know who I pissed mm-hmm. off, karma wise, what's yeah. going on, but we're going through it. Yeah. Why? How was your week? I would have to what agree. The, I know. I was like, what, what is, the fuck that? is that? It's just like a feather or something. I ain't got. It's no bugs. Really, really, you gonna do this? The whole there episode? was a uh, grasshopper on your porch when I pulled up. Oh, was there? And I was like, let me just kick it out of the way because I don't want it to. Should have just killed it. Those things are f- huge. Yeah, that's why you kill it. No, I was like, let me just move, like make some motion so it'll get scared and jump. Sure to jump right towards me. Exactly. That's why you step on it and kill My it. My back caught a little bit. I thought this was it. I cannot. Um, that was all about your week? It's just been going through? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're just like, I don't want to relive it. Yeah. Uh, my week this week has been the same. Um, it's been really interesting because I agree. I feel like I don't know who I pissed off. I don't know if the devil is attacking me or if it's Jesus or they both just kind of molly me at the same time. But somebody is pissed at me. And I don't know why. Um, I had to when my engine my engine light came on and uh, I had to go and get uh, my car serviced for something. Um, I'll just tell you all this. Never underestimate the mom and pop shop like mechanics. We love them because love those them people are the absolute most amazing people backbone like, of america shout out to one of my co-workers don my old co-workers don um shout out to the man at AutoZone, and then shout out to barcy automotive shout out <laughs> to the guy at AutoZone for real because he I, I mean it looked like a little texas chainsaw massacre that i was going through the the area because it was back in the backwoods mm-hmm. but ow, my water just hit my ankle but water broke uh, it's crazy um but um he did a, an amazing job on my um, on my car. So, and it wasn't anything super crazy. It was just, you know, regular maintenance and stuff like that. But still, um, never underestimate going to the mom and pop shops because they want to keep customers and they do a great job. And sometimes they'll give you stuff for free. I love free stuff. So, yeah, exactly. But then, of course, this week has been still super hot here in San Antonio. And we got to talk about it real quick. You know how, I don't know if you got this message, but I got a message from our, um, the main 
uh, utility company, Aircot, that pretty much owns mm -hmm. everything. The grid. And of yeah, the grid people. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we might be doing some rolling blackouts this week because, you know, the temperatures are crazy, blah, 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 which I feel like it's been hotter before than last week. But we are now at a record breaking 60 plus days of 100 plus Yes. Fahrenheit weather, which Absolutely. is record breaking. I agree. Cause I, I mean, I've only lived here seven years and I've never seen this. It's hotter than hell for, I mean, Oh Jesus Lord. I, I can't go to hell. I can't do it. But, um, they, they sent messages talking about, Oh, please conserve between seven to, to 10 PM or we'll conserve for you. They, and I'm just like the phrase rolling blackouts. Yeah. Was what I received. Yeah. That's PTSD because when we had, I don't mm -mm. know if y'all remember when we had the snowstorm, they were doing rolling blackouts. So you couldn't even put your heater on. So you were just freezing. My house got down to like 47 degrees. Isn't it funny how it was so cold and now it's so hot? I, listen, I wasn't complaining. I was happy because I was off work and I was just cuddled up. I mean, my 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 nipples were hurting very bad because they were frozen. But <laughs> other than that, it was, I just it was what okay. is taking energy from my little house gonna do? That, but this is what I'm saying. My whole thing is, why are you as okay, Aircot, the state the state of Texas? Why are you mm -hmm. asking residential people to conserve their energy when you know who wastes the most energy in this entire state? Hospitals. Amen. I've been hospitals waste the most energy. A long sleeve shirt, a jacket, and sometimes a hoodie on at work for the last two weeks. It is freezing in there. And it's supposed to be because it kills bacteria, right? Cold environment. It's but too cold. There's I cannot tell you how many times I walk into a patient's room and I'm walking the bathroom, the light all the lights are on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you don't need the lights on in the bathroom. You're not even in there. Not unless OT is in there, you're taking a patient to the bathroom. But you didn't ask any of these no businesses to conserve. You didn't ask H E B to conserve or to change their hours or lower their hours the or whatever. The mall's the mall, freezing. Like the mall shouldn't even be open. You should be online shopping at this point. You know, <laughs> like support Amazon or something. I don't know. But you Oh, you we should, didn't say that. I mean, don't, don't support Jeff Bezos, but support the workers. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, you haven't asked any of these businesses to conserve. Schools need to be conserving. Them kids are out of school at two o'clock. Turn everything Turn off. Turn everything off. Them teachers should not be staring at five o'clock. They done dealt with your little raggedy bald nope. head ass kids. They, they need to go home. But yeah, rest. I haven't talked to anybody whose power actually got turned off, but I, I'm grateful minded. I do know that that was the rumor that was going around that we were going to yeah. have blackouts again. One of my coworkers, her, her, community was their power was out but I, it's what it sounded like and she said it was out for hours so oh, what wow. it sounded like was maybe a transformer blue or something like that because okay. usually they'll turn it back on within like 15 20 minutes right but if y'all don't have a portable portable generator here in texas y'all need to invest in one i don't have one you can get one for as cheap as like 100 bucks really on amazon yeah huh and they always have sales and stuff like that but yeah you need to invest in a portable portable generator and it's like a little small little battery powered one so just in case you need to hook up a little you know to your phone or your laptop charge yeah. that or you know a little fan personal fan Jeez. stuff like that the times we're in man listen global warming is real hell is real okay i know people don't talk it's about rising up but it, it it is absolutely uh real the, um, the amount of patients in the last six months that have told me like just in casual conversation mm -hmm. they're like and i hope you're ready be ready Cause it's coming. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, get back to the bed, please. It can come at any time. Yeah. Ah! Shit. What are you doing? Tighten know. that. That's as tight as it tights. No, you gotta tighten. That's also as tight as it tights. It's tight as it tights. It's tight as it tights. There you go. You're good. I touch it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Magical. Anyway, um, I'll tell you what else has been kind of crazy too. Speaking of the heat, because it's been so hot, there's been so many more wildfires that are going crazy, which wildfire. I personally think is still a conspiracy. I saw another TikTok today that basically was talking about all these cities that they're trying to turn into um, smart cities. And guess who's on that list? Austin, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Weird. 
I love being a stupid city. San Antonio need to be smart. What is a smart city? I don't. It, I guess it's like an elite kind of situation. Maybe we're gonna be in like fractions, like a. Uh, oh Games. no! Like Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, if, if I would not case, survive. I'm telling you right now. Here's the thing: if, if they do that, I'm moving back to Florida because Florida gonna survive. A smart city is a municipality that uses information and communication technologies to increase operational efficiency, share information with the public, and improve both the quality of government services and citizen welfare. It sounds like a faction to me. Yeah, definitely. A fancy way of a faction. Absolutely. Electronic methods and sensors to collect specific data. It seems like it's supposed to be an AI type run generated. Some uh, iRobot shit? Yes, definitely. Oh no. So what's gonna happen to all the cities outside of that? You know what's funny is how many times have we been like, Apple has my information, they can take my information, I'll go bug as long as it makes it easier. They got everything. What else? And as soon as they put a label on it, as soon as they're like, we're gonna make it a smart city, I'm like, oh god, no, no. No, a smartphone is enough. You have your hands off my guns. Exactly. So yeah, they apparently like there was a, a wildfire that was in Colleen, Texas uh, this week. And that is uh, near up near around the Dallas Fort Worth area. But um, there's wildfires going everywhere. I still think it's laser beams. From See? aliens. Smart city essay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to make it happen. Don't do it. They want to leverage new and emerging tech to improve the quality of life. That's a lie. You want to turn us all into robots. I don't like it. I think you're onto something. Yeah, I'm fighting against it. We need to all come together. Interesting. All I want is a freaking is better public transit. That would make me happy. I don't need better all this. Public transit? What do you mean? For like what? I want a like a subway or a bus or something, so I don't have to Where drive. Where are you going? To, oh, to work. Really, ma'am? Where are you gonna stop at? The, you gonna be at the bus stop at the subway stop? Underground. You gonna drive your car <laughs> to the subway stop so you don't have to drive? I'm saying we need to be a more walkable city. Who, ma'am? You can walk. I can't. Nobody's stopping you right now. But it's not a walkable city. I have to walk like over highways and like well, that's frontage roads and stuff. You need to move to another walkable place. Go to New York <laughs> or New York. You know, that's I'm a. It. You know what? They're gonna make it a smart city, and no, I'll be laughing then. I, I'll I'll be moving because I am. I'm not gonna deal with it. But uh, we are definitely praying for all those with with these wildfires, um, because it is absolutely devastating when you lose everything in a, the blink of an eye. Um, also, too, speaking of that, hurricane season obviously has been upon us. It's hurricane season has been into full effect since uh the end of May or beginning of June. I thought June. it started in August. Or does it get no, bad? No, it August? starts in June. It's usually well, it usually starts in the end of May, and then it goes until like November. And then, um, ma'am, I'm a Floridian. Hurricane season. In or around, to the best of my ability, to the best Mm. of my knowledge. Oh, yeah, June to November. Thank you. Always listen to the Floridian. How many hurricanes have you survived through? Katrina. Harvey. Where were you when Katrina hit? hit? Where were you <laughs> when the space out? We had to absorb all those here. people. We got some rain and we absorbed a lot of people. And it was probably dry by the time you woke up the and next I morning. And I drove right after Harvey to Houston. That wasn't even a real hurricane. I mean, well, no, it wasn't a real hurricane for San Antonio. For Houston, yes, no. but not for here. We didn't even get rain that day. <laughs> it didn't even rain. Anyway, that's not even, no, absolutely not. Uh, but but people who are, I'm, I'm just glad that that Hurricane Hillary was not as devastating as it possibly could have been. Um, I think obviously there were people that were affected, but I don't think that any deaths have been recorded or oh. been Did reported. Did you see all the rather. videos of the people in Southern California? They're like, this is the hurricane. It's like beautiful and sunny outside. Listen, don't taunt Mother Nature. because I know, it can happen real quick. Yes, it can. You better ask uh, Louisiana because that flew through. Uh, that Hurricane Katrina went through South Florida, went through Fort Lauderdale, and it knocked out our power for like 10 minutes. It came right back on. And we were like, oh, cool, awesome. The next morning we woke up, we were like, oh, Jesus, this is the same 
hurricane. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your saving grace. Hallelujah. Crazy. Um, it's absolutely crazy. But um, speaking of uh, crazy, Jacksonville, we got to talk about it, unfortunately. Um, what were you talking about, Jacksonville? What happened in Jacksonville this past weekend? There was a shooting in what I formerly considered as one of America's safest places. <laughs> The Dollar General. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jacksonville. Hell oh, no. absolutely not. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, this white man came in and killed like three black people. It's white terrorists. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Domestic and I terrorists. just, I, it's old. It's tired. We're done with the fucking hate yeah. crimes, the racially motivated murders. Mm -hmm. we're, it's, I'm over it. Yeah. I mean. And in a Dollar General. A Dollar Tree. Dollar General. Dollar General. Dollar Tree, whatever. Dollar That's still one. They of don't have nobody working there anyway. <laughs> no one to call for help. Yeah, no, definitely not. What is going on? I, I still keep thinking it's the heat. It's not the heat. It's people's DNA. But um, I just think it's really ridiculous because I, didn't he kill himself? Afterwards? Yeah, I think he killed himself. And I'm like, if you're going to kill yourself, just kill yourself first. Don't take anybody. Like, I feel like we keep saying that. Don't bring anybody else with you. Just kill yourself. Like, what? call it a day. Yeah, what is it that makes you want to kill people and then kill yourself? Like, it's so dumb. Like, so you want, you're going to be talked about for two seconds and then that's it? People are wacky. I want to say it's the heat, but when it's Florida, I just think it's Florida. No, Jacksonville is a state within a state. Remember, we talked about this last oh, time. Oh, yes, of, you did give me that topography. Yeah, How could absolutely. I forget? Jacksonville is a state within a state. I just think, like, you maliciously going to kill random black people is so stupid. Like, did you see the quote from the sheriff? No, what did he say? He said, this crime was racially motivated, and he hated black people. Wow. If you, we didn't know what racially motivated means, we'd know it now. Thank you, sheriff. The hell? Apparently, he did, like, put a manifesto together or whatever, and... I, I don't want to read it. Nobody cares. What is with the manifestos? Nobody's going to make a Netflix movie also, about you in 30 years. manifesto makes it seem so thought out and professional. It's just like it's a like brain glamorized. dump. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just stupid and this is your like dumbass thoughts on a piece of paper. But because you have now committed this horrible mm -hmm. crime and you're dead, then it's a manifesto. That's why I keep saying abortion needs to be legal. God. Late term abortion needs to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> some of these people it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous um oh, he had an ar-15 style rifle with swastikas on it of course nice he probably don't even know the, the the whole history of the nazis and the no the standards and the rules and regulations he just putting that shit on there because he saw it on some stupid ass movie just dumb just dumb people are hateful they really are um i'll tell you who's not hateful we we i really want to talk about this i kind of want to delve into this a little bit because i think this is going to be a great topic for us to talk about <clears throat> we're going to shift gears a little bit um shakari richardson black people black people i don't know uh, comeback if, season i don't well here's the thing okay go ahead i'm sorry go ahead that was it that was the that oh was that was I it to say come back season so Shakari Richardson, if y'all don't know, she's an amazing sprinter out of LSU, um, and she is now a professional uh, professional sprinter. She she's a runner. More she's notably, a track star. she is. She more notably does the uh, runs the 100 and the 200 meter. Um, there was some controversy a few years ago during the Tokyo Olympics, where she was unfortunately disqualified, unfairly disqualified on some bullshit. On some bullshit because there was THC in her system. Um, and y'all remember um, in the news reported that her biological mom had passed away. And so there was just a lot of things that were going on with her. And so um, she 
pretty much went back into her pocket, got focused, and came back and just won the uh, world championship for the 100 meter. She So she won gold, and then she won bronze for the 200 meter. And uh, USA also took the gold home for the 4 by one What I find amazing is that there were so many crazy comments talking about um, oh my gosh, she looks so much more humble, and I'm glad she oh, humbled herself. Y'all just did that and, to Angelis too. But thank you, because I was literally about you. Literally, just took the point of my mouth. It's amazing to me. There's a two pointer to this. It is amazing to me how many people love to try to humble black women when they're succeeding and when they're winning from LSU. It seems seriously, but also too just women in sports in general as well, but specifically black women. Nobody ever says anything about the white girls who keep winning all these awards and stuff. They don't never say shit about them when they want to be competitive, just like the men. And when they get angry or upset, Mm -hmm. nobody ever says anything to them. And as soon as black women are confident, not cocky, as soon as they're confident in their skill set, all of a sudden they need to be humble. Well, nobody is telling LeBron James to be humble. Mm -hmm. Nobody has asked Steph Curry to be humble. Nobody has asked uh, Usain Bolt to be humble. Like, I don't understand why women, specifically black women, need to humble themselves. To me, I feel like Sha'Carri was a 19-year-old in college who got a bunch of notoriety right away. There is no rule book. There is no map of how to deal with that. You get Mm -hmm. thrusted into the public eye. Talk your shit. You talk your shit. Like, and then to this idea that her and the Jamaican sprinters, Shelly Ann Frazier Price and Sharika Jackson and Elaine Thompson, that they didn't like each other. Are y'all with these women (laughs) when they're in the locker rooms? Like track and field, I feel like, or the the rivalry between the United States and the the Jamaican Olympians and athletes, I feel like it's very um, synonymous with like HBCUs. Like HBCUs, we can talk shit all day against each other. But at the end of the day, it's all love because we're all still HBCUs. And I feel like that's what a lot of black athletes within the diaspora, like, I'm not your friend when I'm in these blocks about to compete against you. Yeah. But then afterward, we can be friends and talk. And I just feel like they've always been like that. And people are just like, oh, do you do you uh, think that you've earned the respect of the Jamaicans? Why does she need respect from the Jamaicans? This, I think the Jamaicans already respect anybody who's they're, – they're competitors. There's mm-hmm. no respect that needs to be there. They're just competing. No. Yeah. But they did the same thing to Rachel Reese. I mean, Rachel Reese. Angel Reese. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Rachel Reese. <laughs> <laughs> With Angel Reese. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have any other thoughts on it? <laughs> You're just like, yeah. <laughs> you said what I wanted to say. No, I do think it's crazy. But there's always, been, I just like in sports in general, no one believes that you can be aggressive with someone or in competition with someone yeah. on the court and then be fine with them as soon as you leave. Because right. we're not playing anymore. I'm not going to shit anymore. Exactly. I went to work. They went, they're going to work. That is their job. Right. You go and you compete and then you leave and you can be fine. You can talk all your shit and then you can leave it on the fucking court, leave it on the track, leave it on the field, whatever. Yeah. Um, they have been coming for black women this year, every year, but for specifically mm-hmm. in sports. Yeah. And I think people need to remember too, Shakira, okay, with all the stuff that Shakira was going through personally with the death of her biological mother, but then also too, y'all have to realize this girl was robbed of an opportunity to. Y'all have to remember that she was robbed of her opportunity to compete they in didn't the let Olympics. Her compete in shit. They they literally just was just like, nope, you're suspended, you're done. But then they allowed a 16 year old white I, uh, figure skater to still compete, even though she had an, a banned and illegal substance in her system. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit there and say, well, yeah, I'm glad she humbled herself. She seems to be healthier when she's not on drugs. 
Also, she doesn't need to be humble. She does not need to be humble. It's, she need to walk. It's big. not like she hurt her competition no. or she did some elite. Like I have never once heard the girl was sad and smoked some fucking weed. That's it. And the thing is, I've never personally heard or seen any interview where Shakari and Shelly and Fra- Fraser Price were like, fuck that bitch. She sucks. Mm-hmm. She's horrible. Anytime Shakari has ever talked about people in the uh, the athletic world, especially sprinters, I feel like she has always given them respect. Like they're amazing, but I'm but, but it's about me. It's yeah. not about them. It's about me. And I think her proving to herself, number one, that she could do it, but also two, she definitely proved to the world. And I love the fact that she during after after she won the one hundred, she only spoke to one. Um, media outlet person and it was a black it was a black guy and she skipped all the other people because guess what she ain't forgot Mm -hmm. she ain't forgot the way y'all talked about her the way y'all bashed her calling her fucking druggy and shit like what the hell when half y'all on cocaine allegedly (laughs) like i just this idea that oh she just looks so much better that she's smiling and laughing with the jamaicans i'm like they probably have always been cool with her and Mm -hmm. like why do y'all try to pin black women against each other like please stop doing stupid shit like that anyone who competes at that high level is a cocky motherfucker and you should be the men are the women are but there's this thing in the zeitgeist this just like overall sense that the women are supposed to go out there and then just you know big dick around and mm-hmm. make these crazy plays and do all this crazy shit and then come off the court and be humble and be quiet and be docile like a woman because that's how women are supposed to be yeah it's it's so stupid it's 2023 get over it it's so it's so absolutely dumb because i, I don't it's it's like even too with um venus and serena i remember at one point growing up um some players used to say that Venus and Serena were unapproachable and that they, they just kind of kept to themselves. And I feel like you don't have the right to invade somebody's space when they're trying to get focused, when they're competing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of, you know, just opportunity on the line. And then too, just to be able to have those bragging rights that yes, I'm the fastest woman in the world when it comes to the hundred meter this year, not next year, yeah. it may be different or whatever the case may be, but they used to do the same thing with Venus and Serena. And I'm like, when y'all are playing an exhibition match where it's for the kids, it's for the fans, then yeah, you're going to see their personality come out. But you're not going to see somebody joking and playing around when they're getting ready to I compete. I am at work. I'm at work. Like, I'm Y'all not try to come up to play. me at 7.30 in the morning see if I want to joke around and want to play. Girl, that, That's a no. My coworkers do that all the time. and I just be I'm unapproachable <laughs> before 10 a.m. without coffee. Before 2 p.m. I'm unapproachable. <laughs> I'm only approachable from 2, 2 p.m. to 2.05 p.m. <laughs> That's so. it. But congratulations to Shakira Richardson. We knew you were absolutely going to do it. Um, and I'm just, it just seems like people are like, oh, she's just matured. Okay, what do y'all think that at a, as a 19-year-old, this young lady was able to, like, was supposed to do? And she's 19. The, everybody is Her immature at 19. not even developed. Exactly. I'm like, she's, suppo- she's supposed to grow and develop 19 as an athlete. in the Olympics, you couldn't tell yes. me nothing. But also, too, again, she's she was 19. She's going to grow and develop as a human being mm-hmm. and then there's going to be another level of maturity or another level of growth when as an athlete and i don't understand why y'all don't feel like y'all didn't go through the same shit or maybe y'all still immature and that's probably why Possibly. y'all don't think nobody else can mature dumbasses anyway and i love the fact that she kept uh uh correcting people on her name on the pronunciation of her name because she should when they called it they were like when she went to the podium for the 100 <laughs> and you could tell the man was from the caribbean and the way he said her name, he was like, Shakari Richardson. <laughs> and so she looked, she was like, oh, what the fuck? She was like, it's Shakari. Like, 
Yo, her name is not that. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Again, we say all the time, if you can say Corsese and all these other mm-hmm. Vankoswaski, you can pronounce Shakiri. It is not a difficult name. Um, I'll tell you what else is presenting. Um, I think it's... You're right What there. is his... Uh, I think his inmate number was 11080594 or something like that. Trump. Trump is was ha- okay. His, really quick. Go ahead. Speaking of inmates, yeah. The only thing getting me through this week. Have we talked about Idaho inmate pen pals yet? No. Idaho pen pal mates, y'all. This last couple, these last couple weeks have just been emotionally exhausting. Have you been writing somebody in jail? No, oh. I should be. The only thing getting me through. Idaho, the freaking like Idaho penitentiary, yeah, has like this pen pal system, mm-hmm. right? So you can write to these prisoners. Will they make these little short videos? So it's like a profile about themselves mm-hmm. with their inmate number and a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. That way they can be like, hey, my name's this and that. I'm into this. If you would like to be a pen pal, whatever. It is. The most addicting shit I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. I'm Are on you going to do it? I ha- we, have, I, we have to. Not we, you. No, we and have to. And then you have to Y'all, let us know. I'm on it for hours. There's a TikTok and an Instagram. I'm just scrolling oh, wow. through these men's pages because they're absolutely like unhinged, insane. Personalities of dimes. They're just. And then the best Are part they is. Are cute? Some of them are. They're oh, okay. all horrifyingly scary. Oh. Because <laughs> um, they're like, hey, I'm in um, like. They committed crazy fucking crimes. They they deserve love too. No, they do. But the best part is they say like wackadoodle shit. And you're just like, haha. There's like, I just want someone to make it easier to pass the time with. I like these yeah. kind of girl. Like, like I have this personality. And then. So and, it's Tinder for prison. Yes. And <laughs> in the <laughs> caption, it's the, it's what they're in prison for. It gives you the crime. Armed robbery. Jason, Literally. Armed it'll be robbery. like domestic violence, <laughs> assault with a deadly weapon. I'm like this motherfucker. <laughs> No, bro. He's like, one man's trash is another man's treasure. If you've ever been called a whole, like, you're the girl for me. These men are crazy. And it's the most addicting thing I've ever, it's better than reality TV. So how do you sign up for this? I haven't looked that far into it yet. Oh, well, you got to sign up for it. I think I'll get into deep real quick. Yeah, because you got to share some stories in which I'll talk about. That'll be great content That'll be a great way to spice it up. Um, We all need to vote on who my prison pen pal needs to be but if you are looking for some quality social media content idaho prison pen pals prison pen pen pals yeah okay cool i forgot to tell you that it's so good i'll have to start sending you some well i mean depending on this outcome of what happens with uh 45 we'll see if uh he goes on to to prison i doubt it um so if y'all don't know y'all everybody already knows trump has been indicted in several different states allegedly for um, well, for Rico specifically in the state of Georgia for conspiring to overthrow the government and rig the election in his favor, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, District Attorney um, in Fulton County, Fonnie Wilson, uh, Willis, I'm sorry, Willis. And she's the um, the DA that basically told all of them, all 19 of these people, hey, you got until August 25th to turn your ass in. And every last one of them got a mugshot. I, what I do think is Saren, I love the compilation. Yo, I, what I do, few people have already made t-shirts with his mugshot on there. What I do find serendipitous is that the same day that he got um, his mugshot taken mm-hmm. was the same day that he, that Trump took out a full page ad in the New York Times to um, demean the, the, um, the, the, the exonerated, the exonerated five. 
Mm-mm-mm. He did that in 19, was it 1988, I think it was. And literally the same day that he got arrested, that was the same. And the New York Times was the one who posted his mugshot. Karma is my boyfriend. Listen, karma is real. It may not catch you when you think, but it's going to get you before you get up out of here. All those mugshots are great. They're wonderful. They all just look like, how so, the hell did I? It's like Giuliani, Yeah, Ru- Rudy Giuliani's mugshot is in there. Pretty much everybody that had anything to do with the campaign, his uh, campaign managers, all that kind of stuff, they all have uh, mugshots. So what was funny was, I guess apparently he switched lawyers and his team was like, yeah, we're look allegedly we're looking for an expedited trial because they thought Fannie Willis was not going to be uh, uh Fannie Willis was not going to be ready. She was like, oh, we ready. October 23rd. Let's do it. <laughs> I was like, anytime a black woman brings up charges on you, just know and understand her case is already solid she's and she's it. ready to go. What she's not about to do is play around. No, she's not. Cause this is a, this is a one shot situation. Like they, they only have, had one shot. Exactly. One opportunity. Well, he, he showed it fly right on in on his little plane and uh, went down there and was fingerprinted and everything else. And I think it was amazing. In the system. But I, I think, I know people are saying that he, he may never go to jail and I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, you as a former president or whatever, like you, you don't get to, bend the rules in your favor and not be held accountable for your actions. Like you legit try to destroy the democracy. Crime, you pay the time. You got to like you can, and that's not somebody making an example out of a president. Like what was his name with Watergate? He was, he resigned before Nixon. they could, uh, Nixon. Yeah. He resigned before they could, um, impeach him, prosecute him to the fullest extent of the exactly. law. Well, and then he died. So you know what's crazy is now you think about like how much they listen to all of our shit. What do you mean? Just our conversation? Yeah, just oh, like yeah. how much everyone's listening to everything shit makes Watergate look like nothing. But Yeah, I mean, they all do it. I mean, it, it's politics. They all be doing stupid if shit. Allegedly. They did it. Well, very true. Uh on some greater notes, uh, what were you talking well, I guess anyway, what were we talking about, Drew Barrymore? Good God almighty. Here's the thing. I love Drew Barrymore. I absolutely love she her. is an American treasure. She is. Been through the ringer, came out the other side has always been this like sunflower of a person. Absolutely. She was at some sort of panel this week and she was talking to Renee Rapp. Is that her last name? Ah! If this fucking microphone does this thing one more time. And I know it's all my fault. I know I'm actively the one doing it. I just want you to stop touching I'm just it. I'm going to stop touching yeah, stop it. Touching. Um, she was on a panel mm-hmm. and you just see during this conversation, you see a man kind of walk down in the auditorium and he's like, Drew. Mm-hmm. And says his name. His name is Chad Michael Murray. Nope. <laughs> Bruno Chad. Bruno Mars. Chad Michael Busto. Okay. And she's like, first when she hears her name, she's like, yes, right? Because it's Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. and she's like all excited. And then you can like see in the video her face change mm. because this man is a fucking stalker. He was there to just be with her. I don't even fucking know. Scary. And you can see the girl who she's talking to kind of like stand up and usher her off the stage mm-hmm. because that man was trying to attack her. I guess my thing is like, what, what are stalkers like in game? Like what, what is like, cause you know, you used to have stalkers back in the day because you really didn't, social media wasn't around. So you really didn't know what celebrities did on a regular basis. You didn't know their schedules like that. So it was kind of like a mystery. Like, Ooh, what is Cher doing? Or what yeah. is, Elizabeth Taylor doing or whatever, but it's like now Drew Barrymore has an actual show. You can see what she's doing behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. she posts on her own social media. So I'm just like, what, what is your end point at this point? Is it to, is it to harm her or is it just to get in close proximity? Cause like what it's I've weird. 
I only know about stalkers through like um, SVU and shit. I, th- I definitely think you'll be a stalker. I could if I had the energy, yeah. but they like have something not right and they're having a mentee be like they truly think if only they knew me, they'd like me. If only yeah. we were in close proximity and had a personal relationship, they'd understand that we were meant to be friends. Like, yeah, it's something ain't right. We're best friends. Not in our heads. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be best friends um, outside. But of I our think heads. he has like a bunch of weird Twitter thing, like Twitter pages and stuff. He like um, dedicated to other celebrities like Amber Heard and shit. Mm. I think he's just off his rocker. Gotcha. But you know, you just hear those crazy stories about how people like have tried to get restraining orders on mm-hmm. someone and they never could, and then someone does something crazy. Well, look at the girl who was stalking Chris Brown and li- was literally in his house understandable and i'm just like and then as soon as you know you use your first amendment right then they're like oh my god yeah and, and like, like no one no. wants to take stalkers seriously like these they you should. just never know if i'm wackadoodle enough to actively stalk you enough for you wanting to get a restraining order on me mm-hmm. i am kind of crazy enough to do other wacky things absolutely i would say definitely absolutely. and that's scary because you just there's so many people in the world you're out just living your life you don't know who's where and when's yeah. what and and you don't want to be you don't want to be in this like cocoon where you're afraid to go out and yeah. things of that nature. See, this is why Beyonce don't go out. This is exactly why Beyonce don't go out. I don't blame her. Yeah. So he has been arrested. Well, good. I think he might be out on bail, but scary. That's that is scary. Well, speaking of going out, what were you talking about, Kiki Palmer? Kiki Palmer's out and about with Darius. Who was Darius? Darius is her baby daddy that we all thought that she had broken up with. Oh, and they very well, very well still could be broken up. They could. Don't we don't know their life. All I know is that they were on TikTok, Instagram life. TikTok, Instagram Wasn't it her birthday life. recently? Yeah, it was just her birthday. She, mm-hmm. now we have seen, has a tattoo of his birthday under her breast. Oh, that's cute. Well, yes, yeah. But they were just out fooling, showing the world that they still... I mean, they're co-parents. I know. Like, you, I mean, here's the thing. In hindsight, like, they have to raise a whole last child together. Like, yes, it was cute to be petty for a little moment, do oh, a whole yeah. video with we us are, and everything. We are but, way too investi- invested yeah. in this. I'm like, they, they are, they're raising a whole human being that ain't even been on this earth, what, six months to a year yet? Like, Would you get someone's birthday tattooed on you? Hell no. I don't get, I don't, I'm a firm believer. I know it's going to sound really weird. So I do have four tattoos, but I do not believe in getting words tattooed, tattooed on me. Words, just words or letters. Nothing. I don't, I don't, because again, regards that commercial from back in the day. So no, you're not going to misspell anything. Not even one letter. No, I don't have any letters on me. Yeah. I, yep. Would you? No, Mm -mm. absolutely. But I don't even have a tattoo period because I think I'll regret it. No. I didn't know that. I thought you had one. one. Mm-mm. What are you trying to like preserve your skin or something? You can't. What did Kim say? You don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Oh, please. Fuck the Bentley. Some things ain't nothing no, but souped up Fords. I'm I just kidding. know Bentley. myself, and I know as soon as I get it, I'm going to be like, it gives me anxiety. Did making, I get the wrong thing? Yeah. Do I even like that anymore? It's on this yeah. part. I also, my all my placements are mutable in my chart, which just means like I'm all over the place. Well, see, this is why you get tattoos when you're with your girlfriends in college, mm. which is what I did. That's so smart. you don't have time to think about it. You just do it. You just do it. But even like every time we've been in a situation, everyone's like, let's just do it. I'm like, yeah. And we get there and I'm the bitch. I'm the one who's like, I'm bitching out. I'm not doing <laughs> I'm it. I'm a designated driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put A and D ointment on everybody. There is like 
oof, it gives me anxiety talking about it right now. Really? The idea that something is stuck on me. I'm stuck with it. I can't change it. I hate it. I am stuck on Band-Aid brand because Band-Aid Band-Aid's stuck on me. me. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> no, I, all of my tattoos, though, have meanings. And um, I'm not a person who really shows. My, my tattoos are not... Um, visible, visible all the, the time eye. yeah i mean i have one on my wrist most people don't even see that honestly mm-hmm. um even when i'm at work and then they have to turn my hand around to actually see it and then again and not unless i'm wearing like a skirt or some shorts or something like that you won't see the one on my ankle and then of course on my back you're not gonna see my back i used to want a lip tat really bad inside my lip no nah, that's too much um and then when we were in barcelona everyone's tatted like yeah tatted my sister has and it kind of made me want a tattoo my sister has two full sleeves She's got a sleeve on her both arms. She's got a sleeve on her leg, both legs, I think. My sister got probably like 40 tattoos. It's ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, they all have meanings though. That's cool. I just, I just want one one. I want one last one. I want to I want it in just red. But I don't know what it's going to be though cuz I like red tattoos now. I think those are really cute. I want someone to get a tattoo for me. Okay, that's just vain. Why? Because why? But and you wouldn't get that for that Abs- person. No, fuck that. Exactly, such a double standard. If you love me, you'll get a tattoo for me. And if you love that person, you'll get a tattoo. Absolutely. <laughs> what did you see? Speaking of tattoos, Cardi B put her son's name on her face. What? Okay. What is it with the face tattoo? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't believe I you don't should get put tats face on your face, tat. especially not women. First of all, Cardi B is too beautiful to be putting t- face tattoos well, on it's her like, face. Like remember Amber Rose got both her kids' tattoos on her it. forehead. I hate it because I'm like your face is so beautiful. Don't tat your face. And also, like, tattoos can be beautiful. Like, I think the, like, the aboriginal tattoos and the tribal tattoos that are, like, cultural oh, that they yeah. get on them. I think those are beautiful. But like the Polynesian or Maori. Yeah. But yeah, those are There's beautiful. something about cursive script on a face. It's just given not. No. I mean, hers is in red, red writing, but so it blends in with, like, her, her natural um, uh, light skin. Yeah. Or light her skin. light skinnedness it's like light skinnedness but i just don't i just don't think women should get tattoos on their face now you can do whatever you want to because you're grown i don't care but mm-hmm. i'm just saying i just don't like tattoos on women's faces i really oh, don't i do see that she has a tattoo on her face and i'm like you're never gonna be able to take that off well you wave. can but... she has a kid named wave yeah her son her son's name wave oh i didn't know that really you you were obsessed with people's babies yeah that's really funny that i didn't know that yeah his hmm. name is wave he looks just like culture but cultures, yeah, should know. Culture yeah, they look like twins. It's ridiculous. That baby is so cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big face tat person. I could fuck no. with a neck tat. I think not on me. On I other do people, a I think I could do a neck ear. behind the ear. I could do a behind the ear. That's as close to the face as I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm not doing anything on my neck. I won't do anything on my chest. Um, I like the visual appeal of a neck tat too. Yeah, but I wouldn't do my neck. You know, um, what's her name? Uh, Sexy Red, the rapper Sexy Red. Mm-hmm. She has tats like on her neck and on her face too. She actually looks really beautiful with it. Let's see. Yeah, look, pull up a picture. She's the one that my Gucci bring my booty oh, hole brown. brown. Who had was little Kim have the the paw prints on her tits? No, that's Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does look nice. Yeah, she. So she actually looks. She she doesn't look crazy with face tattoos. No, but she's like, like some committed just, to the look. True. It's like some people look crazy with face tattoos and others you're just like, that actually doesn't look bad at all. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll get I'll do some fake ones and no, we'll see you, how oh, I look. My fake. I was going to say. Yes, yeah, so well, she's she just got a little she got a little dollar sign. Yeah, but she has one above her her eyebrow too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she got them on her neck though. I think her neck her neck is covered. If you're going to commit to the face tattoos, commit. It's an all over vibe. 
Yeah, you can't just get one or two. It's like a lace chip. You can't eat just one. And then every time I have a patient with face tattoos, I have to always ask them if it hurt. And they always say it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I think they're lying. They're Definitely. all prisoners. Too. They were probably I high think they had a lot of or drunk emotional when they got pain. them. Yeah. They were probably high or drunk when they got them. They had to be Because right. there's no skin there. I mean, no skin. There's no meat. Meat. It's just all. The yeah. eyelid. I always ask about the eyelids. They say that didn't hurt. That's a lie. They always say the hands hurt the, the worst. Um, I mean, and I don't have them on my hand. Someone told me another spot, but I can't remember. It depends on if they go too deep. Like, my shoulder blades actually didn't hurt really at all. I mean, it hurt, but it wasn't, like, unbearable. I was able to bear it because I got a lot of fat back there. But um, the one that actually hurt the worst was my ankle one on the inside of my ankle. What does it feel like? Just someone poking you? Yeah, it's annoying. It's just like... Ooh. Yeah, it's annoying. And then it, <laughs> but after a while, like, your skin kind of gets numb. The one thing that starts to hurt more is when they keep wiping the like the blood and stuff and like the ink to see what they're doing that's the part that's the most annoying is when they wipe and it's like stop doing that but yeah but anyway um, glad we had that conversation yeah so uh speaking of like tattoos and stuff uh venturing into snapbacks and tattoos exactly so i was um on tiktok recently and i don't know if y'all noticed but (laughs) tiktok is where i have all evidence-based information (laughs) so i don't know if y'all noticed but tiktok actually now has this new feature where um you can now speed through any video All you have to do is either hold the right side of the screen or the left side of the screen. Just hold it down and it will automatically put it into 2x and make your video two times faster. Which is so nice because I hate having to fast forward to the good part. True. Because they're just like, oh yeah, wait, I got to tell y'all about this amazing product. Uh Bitch, just tell us. Don't do it all this whole goddamn This product changed my life. Don't care. Just just hold it it up. So, um, but as wonderful as I think that feature is, I think we as a um, human race are just doomed for failure because I feel like Back in the day, um, TV used Back to be this amazing thing where you were able to have a longer attention span. And then Vine came out and was like, give us your best thing in six seconds. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram was like, ha we're going to do 30 seconds over here, bitch. And then a minute and a half. And now they're like, oh, you can do up to 10 minutes. And now you can do yeah. lives where you can be on there for two, three, four, five hours or whatever. But now that we have uh, this being in this this microwave generation where everything is so fast, I'm just like, damn, we're losing every bit of attention span that we've ever even had. Oh, every day I'm like, do I have ADHD or am I just a product of my environment? I think you're just a product of your environment. I think I, I was to... set up to fail. In what way? Well, like you do all these things to limit my attention span and then you try to get me to sit in a classroom for hours at a time and focus on one thing. The math ain't mathin'. Or on a job for eight hours. Or on a job for eight hours. How do y'all sit at a desk in a room? I, I just simply could not. I could not do it. I mean, I did it, it, but you're busy the whole time. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're. If I was on meds, I could do it. But unmedicated, in a, there's no way. Y'all, I have worked with Alyssa for how many years? A couple. You cannot tell when she's on her meds and when she's not. It's the same. <laughs> the, the meds ain't meds. And <laughs> I'm just saying. I literally could not tell. I'm just like, did you take your vibe yesterday? Yeah. Wow, couldn't tell. <laughs> have you taken your vibe yesterday? No. Wow, couldn't tell. <laughs> so funny because Jessica's always like, you didn't take it today, did you? I'm like, well, because she has ADHD, so she can yeah. identify her own people. But for... Us people without ADHD, well, I cannot good. tell the difference. Well, it manifests differently in boys and girls. Boys really? get more of the hyperactivity. That's why they're like, that boy has ADD and he's bopping all over the place. You don't think you're bopping all over the place? Not aggressively. But still. Mentally, emotionally. Physically. Physically, I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe. I think I fidget a lot. It's not even the fidgeting. I'm up and around. Yes. Well, sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin if I don't get up, you know? 
I think you should talk to somebody about it. <laughs> that doesn't seem ha- right. Okay, like, have you ever been, um, it's like when someone tells you you can't do something and you're like, I have to do it. If I told you right now, you can't scratch your nose. And a little bit, you'd be like, I want to scratch my nose. No, that doesn't happen to you? No. It's like as soon as like someone says, you have to sit in this spot. I'm like, oh, gosh. All I want to do is get up. I got to get up. I feel like I got to get up at this spot. Wow. No, I've, I don't feel that at all. Oh, weird. You're normal. No. That's so crazy. Quote, unquote, or whatever that is. No, yeah. I, if you tell me just like, well, I, I need you to stay right here and just don't move. Okay. No, all I'm thinking about now is moving. And it's like this visceral So reaction. you're like a cat. You know, you tell the cats, don't knock this cup off the table and they just keep yeah. doing it. That's mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So you're a cat. Yeah. That's a shame. I guess you could say that. That's a damn shame. But yeah, I don't know how much of it is truly just like my brain chemistry and how much of it is like I was sat in front of a TV for, you know, formative years of my life. Okay, but that wasn't specific to you. All of us were. Well, just in general. Oh. Like, I feel like everyone's attention span is well, shit. When I first grew up, TV did go off at 12 a.m. So you couldn't stay See, up past that. Like, the Star Spangled Banner came on and then you The had Star to Spangled Banner? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? You don't remember? Well, clearly you don't. Because, okay, at one point- like, <laughs> like the like the national anthem the national anthem came yeah out? so at 12, to tell you what we won to tell the you war that, no <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about it came on okay so there was a time where tv literally went off and there was nothing else to be shown other than just like that little snow that's on the tv that black white and gray snow like no infomercials no infomercials no nothing no at 12 a.m TV went off and the way you knew TV was going off is because the Star Spangled, it was like an American flag and the Star Spangled Banner would play and then TV would go off. Was this during the Great Depression? No, this was in the 80s. They played you off? They played you off air? Yeah. And then they and <gasps> then they crazy. started doing like reruns and infomercials and things of that nature. But yeah, they no, TV went off on at people one point. who were staying up late. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're telling me that if I was having one of those nights where I just couldn't sleep, the TV would just be snow. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. The Flintstones. I mean, that was life. That's insane. And then now TikTok doesn't ever end. At least with Instagram, you can like, okay, I've seen this on before. Is, Whoa, hold on. You've been scrolling too long. <laughs> no, it's the girl who whispers. She gets on my fucking nerves. Hey, are you scrolling? Duh, bitch. Yes. The fuck? Do you only get black people telling you that? No, I get the white people too. I just get the black people. Really? I'm on the Maybe, right side. I was going to say, yeah, definitely. Because sometimes if I click on one white person's thing and just like Spiral. one per, my whole algorithm just, and I'm like, God damn you gotta it. Got to get back on black. And talk. so I'll go back to my regular page and then I'll just start liking a bunch of black people stuff. And then I'll go back, I'll refresh my for you. And then it'll bring you back. I to hate black. that too, where you have to go like purposefully yes. change your search history. Mm-hmm. Y'all are too good with the it's algorithm. Yeah. It used to not be that sensitive. No. It now was I not. look up one thing like, oh, I really want to make pasta tonight. Let me just look up a cute little the pasta. The next 15 videos. Ow, pasta for like 37 <laughs> exactly. TikToks. Well, the reason why I want to bring up um, uh, TikTok and stuff like that and like with regard to AI and how all this stuff is kind of happening, um, there's actually this um, patient at uh, Berkeley this lady, her name is Anne, and she's actually 18 years old. Um, I'm sorry, she's not 18 years old. She's been paralyzed uh, for 18 years. A little different. Very, very different. And she's aphasic, and she's basically rediscovering her voice due to an AI brain implant that's Ooh. been implanted. And so she literally, um, when they turn the implant on, um, you ever seen, like, deep brain stimulation? Yeah. And so when they, they, for patients who have Parkinson's, they can literally go into a, a certain areas of your brain that it controls your motor function and whatnot and the tremors. And so when they reach it, literally the tremors will turn off. Anyway, so it's kind of very similar to this. And she was, um, the demonstration was this huge TV screen 
and she was literally able to communicate have a regular conversation using ai with just her mind and it was like it tapped into her thought center see half of me is like this was the ai we wanted exactly like, this is the good thing about ai and right. the second part of me is like what if someone hacks into your brain your brain your brain what if someone hacks into your brain yeah. and commits crimes and people think it's you but it's not you right. or like does this crazy sh wow that's why i think ai should just we need to stop just just burn it all down because it's too many unknowns we don't have laws rules and regulate like mm -hmm. no one has rules laws and regulations to combat any of this bullshit what if okay movie idea okay you're paralyzed for 18 years you saw this horrific crime yeah they only let you live because they knew you could never tell anybody about mm -hmm. it right then somehow you get this piece brain of implant. ai brain implant yeah then they're all after you because you now have the ability to communicate this horrible crime that you've seen you're on the run Okay, can they move now? Because then they're not paralyzed, or who's their caretaker? They still can't move. It's like a Morgan Freeman situation. It's giving bone collector, you know? Wrong black guy. <laughs> Wait, who's oh, Denzel Washington? What the fuck? Because I was thinking of seven. Damn it. It's giving. Wrong black guy. It was definitely Denzel <laughs> and not Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you racist. Who's that black guy in all the movies? It's I mean, depending on what movies you're talking about. <laughs> okay, in that new show I'm watching, Lioness, yeah. Morgan Freeman is in it, bald. It took me like 15 yeah, seconds to now. pull. I was like, oh my God, that's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I didn't realize he was bald now. Not even from the voice? Well, Oh, you just hadn't seen him. I hadn't seen him. Gotcha. I, could, he, I could clock that voice from a mile away. There's nobody else that sounds like I Morgan literally Freeman. said, that man sounds just like Morgan Freeman. It, it was Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. He's just bald now. Not Denzel, because as we all know, Not Denzel. they're different. Yeah, I wish that I wish that medicine would use AI for positive stuff like that. Like I'm still waiting for the AI toilet. I'm sorry, what? Years ago, before AI was anything, I listened to this whole podcast, and they were mm -hmm. like, ideally, we would use AI for things like... Um, in your toilet and it would take a stool sample every day and that oh, way it would yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to trace you know like specific general malfunction and start sticking people up their ass <laughs> hell no <laughs> nope shooting the shit nope. back up it, ooh, um, but no. just like that that to me was so cool like how we can yeah. track different diseases and cancers and exactly. oh like your stool sample has changed pregnancy exactly crazy yeah. shit like that I think, yeah, that's the only time AI should really be used for diagnosing stuff like that. But, you know, people are never going to just let it be positive. They're going to be like, oh, I wonder how many people we can kill with AI. It's like, yeah. God dang it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, anyway, speaking of not crazy, what were you talking about in sync? Okay. I was an in sync girly in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Good. I was not. And I, yeah, I'm figuring you were not. Because I didn't know anything about NC. I keep I kept confusing them with 98 degrees. That is deeply concerning, but we're gonna let that go. Um, <laughs> we have been waiting on an NSYNC reunion forever. No one thought it was ever gonna happen because Justin Timberlake blew up and then has a huge stick up his ass and thinks he's too good for boy bands. Which like, boy bands were the heart of America, you know? Yeah, but would you say the same thing about Beyonce? No. Why not? Because, it's the same situation. No. no. Oh, in terms of Destiny's Child. Yeah. Yeah. Could you see her going back with Destiny's Child to do one last album? I think she should. I think she should. I think, I think that's should. what we deserve. And I think she should bring back Latoya and Latavia. How fun would that? And I just feel like she would not lower herself, but I feel like it would take, it would have to be like 
her doing on her terms all of these things for that to ever happen oh yeah absolutely i feel like the money wouldn't be equal though that's how justin timberlake <laughs> is but now because he keeps cheating on his wife and doing fuck shit allegedly he's now been kicked off his horse a little bit to, to where he's like okay i like he's a little lower in his yeah. playing field i think the janet jackson thing brought him back down. see it all started there stop fucking with black women that's all i'm saying yeah disrespect but them. that is when after we got over that hump is when we started getting really good super bowl performances I true think. Very they true. had to like tone it down for a couple years it was boring as shit yeah very true and now did you hear maybe miley's doing the super bowl this year that she's an amazing performer i we need a miley cyrus miley super bowl cyrus halftime show as for the girls the gays and days as controversial as miley cyrus is which i don't really think she's controversial i think she's just minding her business and y'all just keep doing shit to him anyway she's just living her life on she a is platform. but i think she's an amazing performer she's going to keep your attention the entire time i love that for her she just okay she just released a new and she's single. ashley oh sorry go ahead. she's ashley oh that was such a good move for it her really was she just released a new single mm -hmm. and she's singing it it's about her growing up famous and all the shit that happened to her and she's on tiktok now and she's doing kind of like a like a Q and A docu docu series ish mm -hmm. kind of her just talking to the camera. Yeah, I'm like you are just still so good with people like mm -hmm. talking and just talking about yourself and all of this shit. It's so interesting. Also, I love all the new drama with her family. Have you heard about that? No. Her mom just got remarried. Only half of the siblings were at the wedding. How many siblings does she have? So her mom had two kids before Billy Ray and Tish. That's her mom got married. Oh, okay. 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 Then once they got married, they had three kids, Miley, Noah, and one other boy. No one cares about the boys. <laughs> um, Noah and one Good of man. the other boys were not at Tish's wedding. She just got remarried. Mm -hmm. They were like at a Walmart and posting about it and wearing a Billy Ray Cyrus shirt and posting about it. Mm. At, like everyone could tell they were being like fuck you we'd rather be doing anything besides going to that wedding. which is a normal thing that families go through right meanwhile billy ray is also questionably engaged to this girl who is miley cyrus's age that he met on Ugh. the set of hannah montana and it's very strange oh that's pedophilia yeah so Allegedly. that's what's going on with that family but the that's rumor is that she may be doing the super bowl and i got very excited I would love to see Miley Cyrus do the Super Bowl. I think that would be I really would. awesome. I think that she just looks happy and healthy now. Yeah. Um, all that to say, we're not getting a complete NSYNC reunion, but I do believe that they are all getting back together to do a song for the new Trolls movie. Oh, okay. Also, I didn't realize Trolls was like the thing. It's not for kids. It's for adults. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I feel like I, I every time there's a Trolls movie, there's a huge soundtrack or a new, yeah. like, I didn't realize. I think I've maybe only seen the first one. I think because, like, we as adults, we're not really into cartoons like that. Like, everybody saw, what was that one, Sausage Party? And everybody was like, oh, Tick the Kids. And I was like, that's oh, not a kid's movie. I do that's remember That's not that a kid's one. movie. That movie was hilarious, though. Sausage but it was Party? Yeah, it was definitely not a kid's movie at all. Yeah, so maybe I will see the new Trolls. Well, I, I think that's amazing to have, you know, the NSYNC to, to come back. I think a lot of their fans are still, we, they're still out there. Clearly you, you're still out Me, there. I loved, you know? I loved NSYNC. That's awesome. There's well, a pop. Speaking of like, you know, boy bands, girl groups, all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to give a shout out to the creator, the actors, the crew, the cast, all that kind of stuff of my favorite show of all time, Living Single. <laughs> Woohoo! They just celebrated 30, their 30th year anniversary. That's great. When did it come out? It came out years. 30 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I would have never put that Because as we together. all know, 30 years ago was... 1993. I was in the third grade. Wait, that can't be right. Yes, 19 years ago was 93, but I was born in 94. And I'm 28. 
No, man. What? Are, what kind of man? You just confused the crap out of me. What did you just say? Ninety. My hear phones went out. Ninety-three. Yeah. You're saying it was oh thirty years ago. Yes. I thought you said nineteen years ago. No. Okay. Sorry. That was my bad. My bad. Sorry. I cannot. Math is I hard. I cannot. No, that's right. Yeah, because you're about to be thirty, ma'am. Yeah, you're about to be 30. I do think 30 is going to be You were born in 1994. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so your math is right. It checks exactly. out. Well, so, that's crazy. Good for them. So, yeah, Yvette Lee Bowser is the creator of Living Single. Of course, it starred Queen Latifah, Kim Coles, Kim Fields, um, Erica Alexander, T.C. Carson, and John Hinton. And this was an amazing ensemble cast. Uh, my absolute favorite uh, TV show of all times. I can tell you everything about this show from start to finish. And what was so funny was we were, we were Alyssa and I were talking on camera about how um, I was asking her, and I'm going to ask you this on film, like Living Single was that quintessential original girls friendship show that everybody could relate to no matter what color you were, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever the case may be. And then, of course, um, Fox decided to come out with a white version, a.k.a. raggedy ass friends. Anyway. Um, but black people were always the blueprint. Anywho, so um, did you have a show growing up that was like similar to, to Living Single that kind of represented like you and your friends group? Um, I don't think growing up we did like we had growing up for me was like Hannah Montana. That's where, like the Disney shows. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching Gossip Girl and the OC during high school, which was like about rich white kids. Mm -hmm. So also not my friends. I don't <laughs> think I got like a real good like, ooh, like these are my girls show mm -hmm. until Insecure. And mm -hmm. that wasn't until college. Gotcha. But man, did that strike a chord what insecure, insecure. I, that See, was so good even living single okay for the fact that i was in the third grade when this show came out but it was so relatable and then it's like <laughs> watching it now as an or because I, I this is living single is a show that i binge watch all the time i will rewatch the seasons all over again all the time like if if you come to my house on a regular basis the only show that i'm watching is two shows it's your comfort show it's a comfort show either living single or the best show mm, that's it and so um like growing up, look watching this show it was so funny. It was so hilarious because again, you didn't have DVR at the time, so if you missed it, the shit just went off and you just missed it. But then I now it's another single banner played. <laughs> well, I mean, at that time you were just reruns, <laughs> but you had to wait um, until they reached like a hundred shows, and I think they then they became syndicated and then they could do reruns. But anyway, um, then when I was an adult, as I became an adult and rewatching Living Single. It just put everything into perspective. It's like, yes, this is what me and my friends group absolutely went through. Like mm -hmm. the, our times in college, hilarious. Like that was a, a classic TV show and it's still relevant today. Okay. Yeah. No, that was your living single is my insecure. For Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Man, I love that show. Man. I think Insecure was only five seasons too, It right? was. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Living Single was five seasons. Insecure was five seasons. I think Insecure, like, you know, you have the evolution of like living single to then girlfriends, especially mm -hmm. for black women specifically, but living single, then girlfriends, and then Insecure kind of coming up with this new generation. And I think it's yeah. it's great. And even, um, what's the new one? There's Harlem on, I think it's on either Hulu or BET Plus. Have you seen that? Harlem? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really it good, good with Megan Good. Yeah. It's actually really good. Something about me. I love Megan Good. Megan Good is a beautiful. good my cousin Skeeter. Oh yeah. Now how you remember oh cause cousin Skeeter. No, me and her are the same. We're we're around the same age, I think. What time when did that show come out? That was in like the nineties. Or late eighties, early nineties. Ninety eight to two thousand two. Damn, I thought it was in the eighties. Shit. Mm -mm. No, she gotta be younger than me then. Megan Good? How old is Megan Good? Forty two. 
Oh, she's older than me. Okay. Yet I look older than her. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> um, um, uh, you want to go into what we're watching? Yeah. And then we'll get into the, our, our uh, last topic of uh, the rehab corner. Yeah, sad ass patient. I know, right? What are you watching? Okay, I just watched this show on Hulu called um, Shelter. Shelter. It's also not on Hulu, it's on Amazon Prime. I just Liar. lied to you. <laughs> it's called Harlan Coben's Shelter. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sometimes you just put on a show and then you're like, well, I got to figure it out now. I had to finish it. Yeah. That was this for me. So mm-hmm. it's basically mixed family. Mm-hmm. Dad dies. Son starts living with the aunt in a mysterious neighborhood with like the house on the, the creepy house on the street. Mm-hmm. And he sees the creepy house lady and he's like, I got to check it out. And the creepy house lady tells him your dad's not dead. He's yet alive. God's not there. Okay, sorry. Amen. So, and then it just like, it start like he meets this new girl at school and she goes missing and it seems like everything is connected and he's trying to figure it out. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't rush to watch it. <laughs> okay. But is if, it a, is it a, like a series or just a movie? It's a series. I think okay. it's about eight episodes. Okay. If you have nothing else going on and you're like, <laughs> man, I really just want something to put on in the background I think this is the show for you. I love that. And it's called Shelter on Shelter. Amazon Prime. Harlan Coben's Shelter. It's, I think it's only five episodes. And you said it's on Amazon Prime or It's Hulu? on Amazon Prime. Okay. Cool beans. It's about a group of high school kids trying to fucking solve. Uh, you know what? It is cute. Okay. I will say this. Is it like a Stranger Things cute? Yeah. With the friends? With like the friend group is cute because yeah. it's like, um, you know how Gen Z is fun now? How like misfits are actually kind of cute yeah. and cool. And, They're like, the popular kids. Yeah. And even if like, I don't know, it just does a really good job of being like, you're an asshole for being a bully. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I like those shows. Yeah. And so I think the Were friend the friend group is really cute. Like one of the ki- one of the guys is into musicals and like one of the girls is emo and they all find this common ground. Yeah. Just a good heartfelt show. Sounds like good character development. Good character development. A little that. mystery. A mystery. With Mis- a little mystery. Okay. But yeah, what are you watching? Um, Two things I watch. I'm actually almost done with this particular movie. It's on Netflix called 65 and it's with Adam Driver. Um, I'm not sure the other young Adam lady's name is. Driver. So basically he's um, from the future and he's traveling and um, somehow an asteroid hits his ship and then he lands 65 billion years prior to with the dinosaurs and everything. And so there's this catastrophic asteroid that's actually coming to earth about to basically do the whole big bang, uh, you know, do the big bang theory or whatever, um, where it wipes out the dinosaurs anywho. And so, um, he's trying to get off the planet earth and get back into another ship that was wrecked, but that still kind of communicates or whatever, or still kind of works. But he, um, there was this young girl that he finds that was also on another ship. And so they basically are trekking through earth, trying to get to this other ship to go home. It was actually really cute. And you know what too was funny. Um, I was at the, uh, mechanic shop getting my car service. And I was watching this, and they'll so the remote. I was turning the volume up, but I couldn't hear it. So anyway, I, it had the captions on there. Did you know that scary movies or suspenseful movies are really not as suspenseful when you do not have the music on? The only reason I know that is because I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah. And my mom used to always mute the TV. Yeah. Because if like, you look, it's not scary. If you can't hear the music of the crap, it's not scary at all. So and this movie is not scary. It really is not. But um, anyway, and then so I've also watched. Uh, I binged 
Actually, yesterday, um, the show on uh, Netflix is an eight-part series called Painkiller, and it stars Uza Amaka, um, also known as Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black, <laughs> and she did absolutely amazing in this movie. So, they, or this this series, and it basically document um, documents the um, rise and fall, technically of I think it's the Stakler family, the Staker, Staker, whatever the people who Ryan created Shepherd. Oxycontin, and so it basically goes through. It gives you a bunch of different perspectives. So it gives you the perspective of Uza Amaka, who's an investigator who's investigating, trying to basically bring down this family because they're giving a drug to to people, and it's they know that it's killing them because it's a mixture of allegedly uh, heroin and. Um, morphine then it also gives a perspective Wild. of a man who um has a back injury and he's taking these pills he becomes addicted and i'm not spoiling anything this is all in the preview and then it gives another perspective from the actual family themselves and them being greedy and making all these millions of dollars it gives another perspective of uh this young girl who was an athlete who lost her scholarship was it was had to come back basically to the trailer park but who meets this girl who's basically a spokesperson for oxycontin and for purdue pharmaceuticals and it shows how she's trying to you know move through life and telling them oh oxycontin is something that'll take your pain away and da 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 da, da. and it kind of uh documents the whole op um, opioid crisis and how it occurred from from start to finish and so um it was really wow. good but it was an eight-part series i think it's very beneficial for everybody to watch it because as you know the opioid crisis is still crazy high um and of course it didn't become this crisis until it started uh killing more white people um because the crack epidemic they didn't give a shit about that anyway because they actually pumped drugs into uh more urban and black communities anywho uh but yeah it was actually a really good series uh on netflix so y'all should watch that well i love drugs so i will be watching that and <laughs> i would literally watch adam driver eat paint chips so i will be watching he's that. a great actor love that man he, my favorite role in him, with him is um What's the one with Denzel Washington's son where they pretend to be in the KKK? Oh, yep. What is that called? Uh, Fuck. Hold on. It's gonna yeah, he was gone. a police officer in there, but he actually did really good because he had to pretend like he was a white supremacist. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. It was called... Why isn't it showing up? Five, six, seven, eight. Black Klansman. Black Klansman, yep. It was really good. So anyway, anything else you're watching? Um... No, catching up on Linus. Watch it if you haven't. It's so good. Cool beans. Cool, cool, cool. I've never felt more and less patriotic than when I've watched this movie. More or less? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, America. And I'm like, ugh, America. <laughs> Just <know>? quit. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, I absolutely love that for you. All right. You ready to head on into the rehab corner real quick? Let's go. Welcome to the rehab corner. A place where we all right y'all this week in the rehab corner both fowler and i even though we do not work at the same place anymore um it's amazing how a lot of our stories are very parallel when they happen at the same exact time which Truly. means i guess we're connected somewhere in the timeline anywho so this week we are talking about um how we cope with the death of our patients especially patients that you work with that are amazing or just really nice people and there's just no reasoning behind why they die so i had a patient this week <laughs> and it's there's just not a good reason it's really there's, there's no it's like what the fuck like why why did you die you know it's so stupid so this week i had a patient um 
a guy in his seventies, he had a particular uh lower extremity surgery, but it was like a cardiac surgery. Walked him, he did amazing, no assistive device. That man was ready to go home. I was like, he can go home today if they're ready for him, blah, blah, blah. The next morning I come in and I was like, you know, trying to get my list together and all of a sudden I pull up his chart because I need to do a discharge summary because he did amazing. And I see a little thing that says, oh, he died. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm reading through all the notes because that's not a HIPAA violation because he is my patient. And so I'm reading through the notes, like trying to figure out what happened to this man because he was perfectly fine and ended up, unfortunately, um, there was a situation where he went into like cardiogenic shock and um, literally like an hour, I think it was like eight hours after I saw him, he passed away. And I'm like, wow interesting it's wild and it's like some of those patients when you when you don't have a death for a while it just kind of punches you in the gut because every death doesn't affect you the same way no. and it was just like what the hell why the hell did you and die sometimes you're kind of on a roll where exactly. you're like man all my patients are leaving or dying somewhere else and this feels kind of good exactly you don't have to yeah no. or you get the patients who should not oh, okay this, i'm gonna say okay this. yes they that should, should be dead, dead and then they don't die. and it exactly. gives you hope for all the other patients because right. you're like if that motherfucker could make it you, exactly. you look great compared to that exactly so you'll be fine oh yeah. i feel like every couple of months not every couple of months, maybe like twice a year, we go through these little periods where you just. Like, I think it's way more than twice a year. Does it? I just, yes. I don't know. Way more than twice a year. This one hurt bad. I have been working with a patient on ECMO for since the beginning of July. Okay. So two like two months almost. Yeah. And uh, she just has been waiting for a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. Um, man, you know how the ICU stay is. Like, yes. up, I always tell everybody. Being in the ICU, your every day is up and down as long as we're moving forward. You're going to have up days and down days, but and that was exactly. her. We would just have these good days. We'd get set back. Her toes are necrotic. They're falling off. We finally get clearance to put weight back on them, all these mm -hmm. other things. She gets a heart. She goes down to the OR to get her heart transplant. Oh, the heart's bad. Got to send her back upstairs. Just Jeez. like all this crazy shit. We go and see her for therapy one day. She walks better than she's ever walked. Her mm -hmm. vitals were great. Her SVO2 was great. She didn't get tired. She didn't need a lot of assist. Get her back to the bed. 50 minutes later, stroke alert. Jesus. And we heard it in the office. And I was like, are you kidding me? Which also. You're That's devastating when you hear that. You're like, I just put them in the chair. Every time. I want y'all to know. <laughs> if you are in a hospital, if you have a therapy, if you have therapy. As soon as we leave the floor, we're in the office. As soon, we hear the calls in the office, and everyone's it, yeah. like, "Shit, what happened?" Because I'm like, "It's it can't be my patient. Please right. don't be my patient mm -hmm. that I worked with today." Yep. We're just waiting to make sure. As soon as they say a number that has nothing to do with me, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And you're waiting for them. You're waiting to hear them say, "Cancel whatever this code is." And when they don't oh, cancel you're like, it, you're like, uh, "God damn it! I'm not gonna be able to find out until tomorrow, or if I go uh -huh. back on the floor and see." So they called the stroke alert. I texted the nurse because I was like, "Bitch, what happened? We just saw her." She said she's uh, she just started getting aphasic. Her speech started mm -hmm. not being speechy. What am I trying to she say? She was slurring her speech. She was slurring her speech, <laughs> <laughs> and my documentation will reflect that. Right. Um, and they took her down for SAT CT. Jessica saw her on the way to CT. She was mm -hmm. like, she looked okay. So we got we got to see the imaging before we left for the hospital that mm -hmm. day because this happened probably about like one. Yeah. By the time we were leaving, it just said like subacute hematoma and like a baby hemorrhage. And mm -hmm. we were like, okay, potentially problematic because she's on ECMO, which means you're super anticoagulated. Yeah. Um, which means you're giving a lot of blood thinners. Yeah. But I'm like, surely they can figure that out. But right. we caught it. They know what's going on, whatever. It didn't mm -hmm. sound like it was too bad. I come in the next day and because everyone knows the patients you've been seeing for 
a while yeah. and one of the codas was like hey did you hear what happened to your patient and i said yeah i know she had a stroke yesterday but it didn't look too bad and she was like no she is intubated i think they're doing comfort measures which means Jesus. comfort means like we're not doing shit we yeah. just gotta we're get the family here measurements. so they can say goodbye mm -hmm. And so I go and read the note. And it was like within, they were supposed to do head CTs every six hours. They ended up taking her back, I think like three and a half, four hours in. Wow. She had a massive hemorrhage. Like the imaging was insane. You couldn't even see the ventrals. They were just all. Oh, wow. It was horrible. Her pupils were already fixed and dilated. She, so she was already no noxious. She was no response to noxious anything. She was already brain dead. Damn. And it's just the husband is just scream like crying in the hallway because yeah. he's like she was just walking what are you talking about exactly. and we're just like it just ha like there is not a reason it just fucking happens yeah. and it feels off you like make relationships with these people mm -hmm. you are motivating them and encouraging them and making them do these things they don't want to do and telling them like you are doing so good this is the work you need to be putting in to live you're, yeah. you're doing all these things and it's all a lie and it's all it feels it feels, it feels like, like bullshit because you're yeah. like okay and now i've been pouring my energy my heart mm -hmm. into you because a it's my job but because we've made this connection and because i do believe in you and want you to get better and then this just fucking happens yeah it's so it unfair it's so unfair because it's like you know you, the patient's putting in hard work the physician staff they're putting in hard work the nurses ancillary everybody's putting in maximum work and it's like when they mm -hmm. die you're like damn like what was this all for and it's okay it's so annoying and no situation is the same no right. hospitalization is the same no disease course is the same nothing is ever the same mm -hmm. but it's hard when you have these patients who are in very similar circumstances yeah. and one for lack of better words is a lazy piece of shit yeah and just not taking advantage of all the things and the services and what you have to do and it's just you know and they survive and they survive and they're down the, and you're just <laughs> yeah. like you weren't doing anything, anything. Yep. and this person's giving everything it's so frustrating and it's just so oh because God. The, the people who really want to put the work in to survive they do it and they still don't and then like you said the lazy person they're just over here and it's just like this yep. person would kill to be able to have your level of energy or your level of nonchalant about your case and it's like this person's over here busting their ass trying to survive and you're mm -hmm. just being a dick like i mean granted it's hard eat on both sides of the right. spectrum, but it's just, it's so frustrating as a, as a clinician because you wish you could, I know it's gonna sound real weird and, and horrible. You wish they can kind of trade places. <laughs> like, I mean, there's really nothing else well, better to say. Everything you know? you've ever heard always is like, you put in the work, you get the reward. Exactly. You put in the effort, you get the reward. That's not so, the case in medicine. No, and when no. you see it just be so unfair, yeah, you're like, what the hell's the point? And then that same, I was already, and it puts you in a horrible fucking, it just does. imagine, uh, yeah. like the door guy at work, the sweet person who makes your coffee, mm -hmm. your neighbor that you see every day. And then they just die. Yeah. And you're like, well, what the hell? I'm sad. Exactly. Maybe I, you weren't my family member or a friend, but I see you every day and right. we talk like I'm sad. You still have to do your fucking job Yeah. and it sucks. And you have to go into all these other people's rooms and be happy and motivate them. Mm -hmm. And you're like, actually someone I like just fucking died. So I don't really feel exactly. like yeah. that same day. Went to go get another person up on ECMO for an eval. Did great, stood, having a great time. He felt great, looked great, sat him down, went to lay him back. I think he just kind of, he was femoral. I think he like crunched forward and threw mm -hmm. himself back. And I think the change in position just he vagled you're just like not again we're not having brady down to the floor <laughs> and just went unresponsive brady down i smelled sh i was like i knew what happened because i smelled shit immediately yeah 
And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? You just, yeah. did the key, just started doing the slaps on the arm. Hey! Slap in the face. Hey! Wake your wake ass up. up, Mr. Johnson. Not waking wake up. up. They had to push Epi. And yeah. it was just like, this is just not, this has been a fuck Because week. it becomes, you, it feels like it's like a domino effect. Yes. And nothing can get right. And so yeah. it's just like, what the hell? Because even that same day, my alarm, my first alarm went off. And I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm a snooze. No. And then I didn't wake back up until 644. Got to be to work at seven. So I didn't get to work till after eight. My uh, student was there because I have a, a student now. And so as we're going through this process, I'm like, okay, everything's good. We're getting on, you know, one accord. We're great. And I was explaining to her about the importance of charting everything that happens with your patient. Because with that same patient that passed, unfortunately, his blood pressure was like in the 60s or 40s. And that's I told the nurse, great. and that's not great. That's and so I told the nurse, to and I was like, yo, is, has his blood pressure been this off? And so he's like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's had a couple of those. And I was like, well, let's just try to get it. I'm going to keep taking it to that bitch go back sir, up. Sir, can you pump your ankles for me? Girl, I was like, come on, sir. We just finished walking two laps around. And so I was telling her about how important it was to chart all of this stuff. And then, of course, he passes away or he, you know, has a celestial discharge. And then I'm reading back the note to her, and I'm like, this is why you chart everything that mm. happens with your patient. This is why you're not why you're not supposed to be fraudulent with your times because any if you lie and say I was in this patient's room 10 minutes prior, now you're held accountable because this patient actually coded 10 minutes prior or something happened or you uh -huh. left something out because again in medicine, if you don't chart it it didn't happen. Bitch, I heard that stroke alert and you this note was yeah. the most fucking verbose shit you've ever seen because yeah. I was like she was fine. Yeah. There was nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. there was no weird asymmetrical weak like nothing was and then you're wrong like, is this the surge yeah well i fuck i don't know yeah yeah i guess so it I was know. so for, for those new listeners who haven't heard about the surge before the surge is basically this thing that happens in medicine with all patients who are who end up dying where the day before or the day of that they die they end up having the best amazing day they look they, great. they look amazing they feel energized they get this boost of energy and everything and then the next day or that same day they end up dying now does that mean that everybody who has a boost of energy is gonna die no you don't end up knowing it's the surge until after they die yeah <laughs> unfortunately dude it may but, and now looking at it it may have been but that was so yeah. far from all of our minds yeah because you don't think because you're like you're, she's progressing finally mm -hmm. she has a day where she's feeling good the only thing and, she was complaining about was like numbness and tingling on her left foot the toes that were dead which I was everybody like, does coming back you're fine exactly so that day i came in found out she was brain dead yeah my patient veiled and coded mm -hmm. and then i went to go see this other lady on ecmo who vivi she was doing great and she was so sweet and kind and mm -hmm. told me i was pretty twice so you already know i was <laughs> so like that's I why love, she's sweet that's why she's sweet and kind <laughs> was just like trying to make jokes yeah and just like in these horrible situations anyone who has a good attitude i'm just mm -hmm. like oh god bless you like yeah. you know wanted to pray over us all of these very nice things and I looked at the perfusionist and I was like, I love her, but I cannot emotionally get attached to another yeah. person on life support right now. But I really enjoyed her. Yeah. Came in today. She was intubated. Jesus. I was like, can we just get a win? Can we get a yeah. win anywhere? So it's been a tough little stint. A couple of, couple of yeah, weeks. I, I had a patient too that came back, was a cabbage, came back for a washout, got infected. He was doing amazing. Never said no. We were dancing in the hallway mm -hmm. every day. Cause you know, I love to dance when we're working with patients. Cause I hate to have boring sessions. Anyway, wife, super sweet, super sweet couple. And he was going for a washout. I was like, Hey, you want to get up and walk with me? It's not really not as serious if you don't want to, cause I know you're going to go back to the OR today. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll get up. Cool beans. And I always tell my patient family members and my patients, you can record 
me and my pay and me and your family member because i don't take as many pictures as you want to take as many videos as you want to just make sure you get my skinny side because you never know with these patients when it's going to be their last day mm -hmm. and so literally we were you know walking around the the unit and he was listening to music he was introducing me to all these different you know artists and stuff like that from like the 80s 90s and stuff and he did wonderful the next morning i come in he's dead and i'm like what the hell happened Mm -hmm. cardiogenic shock as well mm -hmm. and i'm just like this is bullshit like you get to a point in your career as a, working in acute care i don't care what you are i don't care what your what your discipline is and what your your job title is you get to a point in healthcare where you're tired of getting attached to dead people yeah like th these people inevitably come, become a part of you and they become attached to you in this small sector and you feel like you are responsible for them and it's like no 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 this is my patient and Yes, I can turn it off when I go home, but I'm subconsciously taking you home with me. And then when they don't make it, you're just like, why the fuck am I in this raggedy ass profession? Mm -hmm. Like this fucking sucks. Like, yeah. so when people say, oh, what do you do as a physical or occupational therapist at the hospital? Do you just get massages? Fuck you. We get attached to our patients, damn it. We make, we everyone lives. tries to be so sweet. Cause I'm like, sorry friend <laughs> i haven't been emotionally affected by mm -hmm. a death in the hospital like i had this last week i think i was just also tired and there was shit going on yeah in so long and everyone was just trying to be like but aren't you just so happy that like her last day was such a good day no and da, 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 da. i'm like no 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 That's no because no. we've been in here trying to make every day a good day yeah. she finally had a good day exactly but now my day fucking sucks exactly well remember that one patient i had who was a pt student and she that was that situation broke me like i had, <laughs> i hadn't cried like that over a patient ever and i was so emotional with this girl because i'm just like it wasn't that she was just in PT school. She was, that girl was literally giving a thousand percent and her mm -hmm. body wouldn't give it to back to her. And I went to her funeral and I just remember when I came in, Audrey had told me she was like, yeah, she died. And I was just like, I went in the office and I just lost it. Like, and there was a particular person in there who we will not name, but anyway, and they were just, <laughs> <laughs> they were awkwardly trying to come for me. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, God damn it. Just let me cry in peace. And it's one but of those things. Cause it's work. You're it's at your work. work. You're at your job. Yeah. You don't know, you know them enough, but you don't know. You've only known them for a couple of weeks, maybe exactly. a month at the most, but it just hits yeah. you so hard. It does. Because it's such an emotional and a vulnerable situation to be mm -hmm. in with someone. They don't fucking know you. And you're in there saying like, Hey, this is the worst situation yeah. you've ever been in your life but we're gonna try to make it a little bit better and we're gonna try to make it better every mm -hmm. single day and i swear to you if you just do what i'm asking and you put in this en energy we'll get you out of this yeah we're gonna do the best that we can to get you out mm -hmm. i mean these people they cry on your shoulder like you get yeah. emotional and it's it's hard not to get emotionally attached to your patient like you know we're not like izzy stevens with denny duquette and cutting elbow wires not be and cutting stuff. Wire. no but you get attached to these people so quickly i think that's why when i was away from the bedside i enjoyed it I enjoyed it because I didn't have to see death every day yeah. and I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be emotional and tap into that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I had a break from it because that the emotional and, and vulnerability of healthcare burns you the fuck out. Yeah. It, it burns you out to me. I feel like just as much as piss poor ass administration <laughs> and leadership and just the physicality of your job, but emotionally you can be burnt out. And I was absolutely, cause remember I only had one patient left mm -hmm. that was on ECMO that ended up getting an LVAD that needed a heart transplant, double amputee. And I was like, I need him to go home. And it's those times. Yeah. Like it's 
how sick he was, mm-hmm. how hard we worked. Because for a while, he was not working very hard. Because he couldn't. He couldn't. <laughs> we were working very hard. Yes. How long he was there, how right. much he went through, how you got, and he finally made it home. And that's when you're like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. You feel so good. Even when they just make it down to rehab, you're like, thank you're the do, Lord. Yeah. Like, you've done it. You did it. Yeah. Awesome. Even if, the, even if they go to a facility and come right back, you're like, you made it out of here. And I'm counting <laughs> that as a win. And, and then every time it. they come back, you're like, why are you back? What, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm just here for some blood work. Okay, oh, well, you don't have God. to be admitted to do that. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, being in, in help, having death um, in, with your patients, especially the people who you're emotionally attached to, and you don't mean to get emotionally attached to them, it's just something that happens because, I mean, it's innate. We're human, you know what I mean? And so it just sucks all the way around. So I think people need to also give grace to everybody that's involved in patient care mm-hmm. um, because we are, we all grieve the patients very similar. I mean, it may be at different times, but it is the, the process is still very similar, and we all need to extend grace to each other um, because it affects all of us. Worse, the slow death or the quick death? It's the quick death for me because at least the slow yeah, one you can see. I it think coming. the slow we see coming, and yeah. that by the end of the slow, you're like, you need to go. You need to like, go to it's Jesus. Time. Yeah, but the quick ones you're like because that was the it's, hell? it was so unexpected and i and i, I just told my student i didn't want to do no work i was like i don't even want to see nobody <laughs> yeah, else it puts you in a funk for the rest yeah. of the day you're just like Hi, I'm on a you don't therapy. i don't have it in me it no. sucks i don't want to be but i just want to like you go in the office and everybody's like my patient did so great today shut the fuck up oh, my I patient died. i didn't even want to they still had her blue light on they were still getting the family there i couldn't yeah. even i didn't even want to walk in the back of the unit mm-hmm. i couldn't even walk back there i was like yeah. i cannot can't do it it's a lot it, it, it's definitely a lot like you if anybody says they get used to death in healthcare, they're a liar or they're just a psychopath because there's there's no way you will ever because each one hits death. you different you're it does you, yeah no there's no some way. of some people i'm not gonna lie some people die you're just like thank well, god yeah. you need you <laughs> you were suffering i have a patient right now well he's not mine because i discharged him but it, this <laughs> this patient's family member will not let him go and the doctors everybody is like begging this person please let this man just go to jesus and his family member will not do it and i'm like when he when he actually goes because we all gonna go one day but when he actually go, goes i'm gonna be like thank you jesus because mm-hmm. the man is suffering and you can tell he wants to die but this there's no do everything you can full code what anyway that's a whole nother subject but um yeah sometimes those patients just hit you in the gut and this week we both got hit in the <laughs> gut by patients jesus yeah I, I don't want this kind of content for the podcast. This is not the content I was expecting, no. but it's what you're getting. I pretty much. If I have to suffer, we all have to suffer. That's very true. So hopefully you tune in for the last uh, 20 minutes of this episode. <laughs> Damn. I just wish that there is a situation in which one day we get a reality show so people can understand what the fuck we do in this hospital. I agree. I, listen, I would love to create, produce, and executive it's produce. It's just a mess. Yeah. It's fun, but when it's bad, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. We we get, ju- I feel like, just as attached as the nurses because the nurses and the doctors, pull, well, the nurses pull the patients back from the grips of death. Mm-hmm. But then we as therapists, we get to give them back to their families and give them back to society or at least get them on the road to getting them back to the community and back to their homes. And those little wins and those little victories mean so much. Like being able to sit up on the edge of the bed by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a huge victory. Being able to stand and then stand without assistance and then stand with an assistive device. And you know, all these little, these little victories that seem so small that people without disease or disorder can do on a regular basis. It makes you feel like a superhero. And then when they die, you're just like, well, God damn. Like all, all of these little wins yeah, don't like, mean anything. The whole 
script, the spiel that we give to everyone is, yeah. you can't see it now. Right. But just do, hey, just keep going. Keep going. Listen to us do what we say. We'll get you walking. We'll Absolutely. get you because we can do it and it works. Right. And then you start believing in yourself. You're like, oh man, you're so do. close. You're going you're gonna to get moved down. You're going to move to a tele unit and then you're going to go yep. home. It'll be fine. We're right there. We're so close. And I'm like, well, shit. I thought I had myself yep. believing you were going to fucking You go start home. believing the bullshit you speak to your patients. <laughs> and just you're like, like that. We can do this. Because yes, we can. Half the time, acute care therapy is being like, oh, I don't know, but we could try. We just and manipulate. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you're thinking in your head. To the patient, exactly. you're like, oh, 100%. Just believe me. We got it. Don't worry Absolutely. about it. I in my head, and to her, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know if this shit's gonna work but we should just try it because what's the worst that could happen exactly so when it works you start believing you're like oh i am pretty good and when it works consistently Mm -hmm. and you're just like you are gonna make it out of here we got it and then bitch ass strokes happen cardiogenic shock and (laughs) hematoma oh it's so annoying yeah pe's and medicine sucks don't go into medicine no (laughs) don't go into medicine Uh -uh. but anyway off that depressing note anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here I need a drink. Yeah, yeah after this life. episode. Well, it was supposed to be a fun, lighthearted one, but clearly that's not what happened this week. <laughs> so we are believing God that this will be an amazing week. Hallelujah. Because everything always works out for us. And guess what, too? It's going to be an amazing week because we speak it. Hallelujah. Amen. Anywho, y'all remember to spread love. Spread light. And don't forget to, to laugh, laugh your, your face, face off. off. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Slimming and Fowler. Off. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including face Instagram, off. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at spread The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off with Slimming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released. It's The Face Off.